0: What up, Perfect Pitches? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing excellent and taking care of yourselves. So today we're going to talk about the validity and the possibility of the truth in a short film called The Laboratory Conditions. Sci-fi short film produced by Dust, starring Marissa Tomei, Minnie Driver, and... uh, one of my favorite uh, young actors. Well, he's not—he's not as young as Probably, he probably was back in the day. But uh, if you ever saw—if um, you ever saw <laughs> Road Trip, uh, it was—it was the uh, really intelligent dude that made like uh, a crazy hybrid weed. And his name is Paulo Costanzo. He was in um, not The West Wing, but also the uh, the designated survivor with Kiefer Sutherland. Anyway, this story, this movie, this, not movie, short story, short film, is 17 minutes long. It's on YouTube, and I want to walk through it because the last podcast I did was based on Tesla's ability to see ghosts. This movie is based on one doctor's ability to see ghosts and the validity of her data versus the validity of all of the sensors that they created to capture a ghost in this film. Now, this film is fictional, okay? It's not it's not ghost hunters. It's not out, and they're not there out, out there in real life. But what's interesting is in this film, and there'll be some spoilers. But it's a small short film. You still enjoy it. Um, what happens is that there is a group of scientists based on a college campus. They decide to steal, kidnap a guy who's in the hospital, is about to die, seventy-three years old, has like chronic uh, liver issues, heavy drinker. High high hypertension. He's just gonna he's gonna die any any day. So they take him and they bring him to this this facility that they've created on the campus that has the ability to monitor everything from air pressure to magnetism to electromagnetism to um, I said air pressure didn't I? Um, And then they also created a quantum web around this container that they were going to put this guy in, this, this dying this dying patient. Marissa Tomei is the doctor, and she uh, sees this ambulance taken off. She's like, where's my patient? It doesn't make any sense. She's asking her nurses, and the, the nurses are like, we don't know where your patient is. She walks outside, sees this ambulance. She follows the ambulance to the campus and then walks in on this huge facility, seeing them entering this poor patient into this room, this <laughs> big rectangular box that they've created, uh, that nothing can escape from. Um, not even a ghost apparently. So we'll get into it. So basically she gets there, she gets to the facility and she's like, give me my patient back. They're like, no, we already, we're already into this. Um, we're going to, we're going to run this. Aren't you curious to find out if there is a soul after life? We have created this box tonight, this very night. We are going to obtain empirical proof that there is the evidence of a soul, that there is evidence of life after this, uh, and, and they're going to bring it to the world. And so it's pretty cool. Paula Costanza does an awesome job. Mini Driver does an awesome job. <laughs> of course, Marissa Tomei does an awesome job. But some of the uh some of the digital effects in here are pretty cool they uh they create a, an entire web around this thing and it this movie really doesn't lead to where you think it's gonna lead so the guy there's this there's <laughs> this girl in a purple sweater she's almost like grim reaper in a way she doesn't look like grim reaper but she's very mysterious and she's pushing the patient into the room and she's like kind of kind of humming these weird sounds and she kind of seems a little little off a little mental and i'm like you know she sounds seems weird right and so as you can tell throughout the movie she just seems really off almost as if she can see things that maybe aren't there as well so what they do is they put all these monitors on him right Close the door up, they seal this thing like with like a submarine wheel closing the door it looks like a submarine door and they close the door and um uh, and and nothing can get out. They start to monitor him as soon as he goes into cardiac arrest and seeing what happens. He dies, but they're they're looking at this um this web that they've created on, on, you know, all of their computers, all of their sensors and nothing's moving. Not even, uh, there was like a slight adjustment in the weight of the gurney, but that was about it. So what the heck happened to this guy? Well, after a second, guess what happens? Marissa Tomei is the only one that can see him. He, he's a ghost now and he's in this box and he's, He's like trying to scrape his way out with claws and he's trying to bounce around. He's trying to crawl off the walls and everything. And he's saying, help me. And she's like, oh my God, you've trapped him in there. He's trapped. And Paolo Costanzo and, and uh, Minnie Driver are like, what the hell are you talking about? We can't even see him. No one can see him except for Marissa Tomei, the doctor. Which is interesting because doctors are very scientific, right? They're scientific. They don't. A lot of them don't believe in you know, hocus pocus type of stuff that they can't prove, or hasn't been told to them by some scientist, right? Or hasn't been given to them in a classroom at Harvard, right? So all of a sudden she's presented with the ability to see ghosts. Never has seen a ghost that we know of, right? She's been in the hospital. She's been a doctor. Never seen one, never states it in this show. So she goes back into this hallway and she's kind of like trying to gather herself. And Paulo goes back there and he's like, he's like, what's going on? He's like, what's the deal? She's like, you don't believe me, do you? And he's like, well, you're asking us to believe you and, and you're asking a lot of us to believe you, right? You, he's saying, you're basically, you're saying photons are hitting your retina in a way that we can't see. It seems a little bit bizarre, but just think about it now for a second. What Marissa Tomei says is that my data is just as good as all of those sensors that are out there. I can perceive that human being. What is the best what is the best sensor to be used to see another human being other than another human being? It's kind of fascinating, right? I mean, yes, we can go blind. Yes, we can, you know, those things kind of happen. But we know who we are. We know what to perceive, and we can see each other in, in our own light spectrum. We were created to be able to see each other, created to procreate and build our species. So she's stating that although you have all of this data, although you have all of these sensors, although you have a quantum web around this this rectangular box, and you have the data from his heartbeat, you have the... The air pressure, the weight sensors, the electromagnetic, magnetic, uh, you know, every, every other kind of sensor that you can think of on this box, nothing can prove it except for my own eyes. And throughout the thousands and millions of years, you know, that people and entities have been around, we've seen ghosts. We've seen spirits. We've seen entities. We have the capability to see them with our own eyes. Isn't it fascinating that even in this movie, it also provides true or proves true. So it's interesting, right? When we blend it with like the last podcast, when we're talking about Tesla, that, you know, the Tesla sensors were able to start picking up on some of these things. Even the Tesla company stated that they don't want to use, um, their ultrasonic waves anymore. They want to rely more on the cameras, um, because they are closer to what humans use uh, which is their eyes interestingly enough so as we as we progress in this movie here i'll make sure i don't lose you guys here in this they they continue to monitor the room okay and and this ghost is like dude help me get out get me out of here and (laughs) poor marissa tomei right she's like i can't help him they you know they won't even open the um, the box, and all of a sudden the ghost freaks out. He sees something. He sees he sees something coming towards him. He starts backing up. On the sensors now, there's some big force coming into it, and they are. He's backing up. He's freaking out. The scientists are freaking out. They're like, "What the hell's going on?" And they think it's the hand of God coming to go pick him up and bring him up to heaven and marissa tomei is like no he's freaked out he's freaked out something bad is about to happen he's crawling up on the wall as he's freaking out he's and he's trying to get away from whatever's trying to come in marissa tomei runs over to the doors tries to open the door tries to get it open before uh you know so he can get out and they shut there's like a power shut off a power a power grid goes out or something like that as soon as that drops a light from heaven opens up, or the light from the afterlife. You know, I don't want to say heaven because it's you know it's controversial, or whatever. But the light for the afterlife opens up. He can now get out of the um, the huge capsule, the the big rectangular capsule. And as soon as he leaves, the power comes back on, and the and the the web is back in place and holding everything in place. So if anything tries to get out, you know, it has it has it, it, it will sense it. So now everybody's like, okay, well, what the hell happened? we got to get everything back online, da-da-da-da-da. And Marissa T- Tomei's like, he's gone. There's nothing left. And these scientists now are talking to each other, and they're like, wait a minute, I feel something. And, he, and, and he's like, I feel something heavy in the room. And he's talking to another scientist, and, he's, and the other scientist's like, yeah, I feel something too. I don't know what it is. And, he, and Paulo says, in one word, tell me what you think it is. And he says, it feels like evil. Or evil, he just says. <laughs> Paulo Paulo says, Well, I was gonna say malevolent, but yeah, evil evil sounds good. Kind of humorous, right? So now around this cage they have the visual image on their cameras and it's kind of glitching in and out. And now the doc not the doctor Marissa Tomei, but the uh, the head of the department, mini driver who's been running this experiment, says, I gotta get in there, I gotta see the patient, da 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 da, I have to get in there. And Marissa Tomei is is watching this thing, right? She hasn't said anything yet, but Paulo knows there's something evil going on, and he's like, he asks the doctor, he asks Marissa Tomei, "Do you see anything in there?" She doesn't say anything. He's like, "Do you see anything in there?" He's like, "No, no, no." Please tell us, do you see anything in there? And Marissa Tomei's looking, and she's looking in there, and she's getting closer, and all of a sudden she sees these multiple armed dark figures. Hideous creatures and a a girl with a baby in her arms. And the girl turns to Marissa Tomei and puts her finger over her mouth like, shh. And they say, and, and he says, is there anything in there? And she says, Marissa Tomei says, no, there's nothing in there. Go ahead and open the door. Let's see what happens. End scene. End movie fucking brilliant, dude. Brilliant. Brilliant. Brilliant, I tell you. So, you know, this is really interesting because now moving from fiction into faction uh, and facts, what we've heard from, from afterlife and from people who've studied the afterlife, um, there have been people who have gone into the afterlife and have stated and come back and stated that there were, like, evil creatures coming after them. And then they, they you know, asked for help, asked for Jesus' help or asked for, you know, whoever they believe in. Usually the stories I hear about are Jesus. But they asked for help. And as soon as they do, like, the little pinhole of white light opens up. And then whether it's God's hand or whether it's just an opening they can go into to escape these beings opens up. It's very fascinating that they use this same principle in this movie, except in this movie they capture those beings in in a cell. And then Dr. Marissa Tomei is like, oh, yeah, let them out. Let them go after me mini Driver and let's see what happens. Probably going to give her a heart attack and then, you know, take her or whatever. Um, so isn't it fascinating because the more we study this and the more that we look into, uh, you know, how this plays into um, – Dr. Robert Monroe, who trained a lot of those remote viewers for the government, who are psychic spies, stated that there there are some malevolent entities out there that do try to come after you. That that are in when you have an astral traveling session. You pop out of your body, sometimes there's these dark entities around, and what you learn to do is basically you block them out and you continue to move on your path, and and you you, you rise above them, and you go on to the next part of your journey in the astral travel session you're having. So it's kind of like the bullies in high school, you know, you just kind of like ignore them and you move past them quickly so that, you know, they're not going to affect you as much. Um and it makes you wonder because i've been hearing these stories and i don't know if you have too but i do listen to a lot of near death experience stories as well as alien stories and i hear these stories about these little little people not you know they're like they're like little like how, in my mind i the, the description is is like little monk like people dudes that have like these little hoods on that are kind of like um those little dudes in star Wars with the little hoods and like, you couldn't really see their faces and they have like the yellow eyes or whatever. Um, and they greet people on their near death journey. And when they get to heaven, whatever, whatever that is, uh, they are greeted there and they're nice. They ask you questions. They don't, they, they, you know, a lot of people say that they kind of look weird or strange, but not like scary. Um, and they ask, they say, how was your journey? You know, what did you learn? You know, what was your, what was your, you know, your, your most fascinating uh, tale that you brought back, you know, and that kind of thing. And um, I remember watching one of these gentlemen who had a near-death experience and he was like laughing and he's like, I don't know who you guys are. And then these three little, little guys in the afterlife were laughing and they're like saying, oh, he doesn't even remember us, da 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 So it's, it's kind of interesting to think about, you know, who's going to be, who's going to be a negative entity and who's going to be a positive entity. And we always typically think about like these angelic beings or some spirit guide or even a Jesus figure or Buddha figure or whoever to kind of guide us in the, in the afterlife. But there's also these like three foot tall little Star Wars guys. And there's, you know, also these like, you know, evil entities as well that try to, Try to bait you in. Try to say, "Hey, come with us. Come with us." You know, kind of like the the peer pressure guys that always tried to get you to, you know, I don't know, do bad things when you were a kid or something. You know, try to get you to to go smoke the old doobies or whatever. Um, you know, in high school or something. You know, it's just it's just stuff like that. So if you can move past that and move on to the to the positive things, I think it's that's probably the way to go. Now, you know, there's also the flip coin of that and the other side of that is a lot some people are now saying it's a it's a reincarnation trap that if you go into the white light where they want you to go right they're 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 saying hey stay away from these evil entities go towards the light and as soon as you go towards the light you get reborn again or you know you're going to be in the rebirth cycle they're going to try to convince you to get reborn again And it's part of this power struggle so that they can use your energy when you get reborn to vitalize themselves and and live. Um, It's interesting, but it might actually be true. Um, Let's think about it for a second. Because we need certain things to, to live, for us to live. And then when they die, just like when we die, we give off a lot of energy. When a, when a cow dies, gives off a lot. We have a lot of meat. We have a lot of energy that we can sustain ourselves to live. And some people might look at that as evil. But what if there was another bigger entity out there where we have to be reborn, live a life, and die. And when we die, some of our energy goes to this bigger being so that it can survive and it can live and have its own existence. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? That would be kind of like the, you know, the theory that... Um, uh, Dr. Uh, Robert Moreau talked about, and he was like super depressed for a while. But if you really think about it, you know, you kind of put it in those perspectives and those terms, certain things on this planet have to die for us to survive. We have to eat broccoli; that thing has to die. Well, you know, we have to eat you know vegetables, meats, fruits, everything else to to live. And um, and then when we excrete it out, we that. The excretion, you know, cow cow poop is manure. We use it to produce the food. So the waste produces the food. That produces the waste. That produces the food. Nature made it a perfect way. And if we put it into these terms of, of you know, the afterlife and us being reborn and things like that, it almost makes sense. Almost kind of makes sense. I'm not saying it's the truth, and I'm not saying you have to believe me. I'm just saying, you know, if we're if we're using these terms and kind of what happened in this movie. And kind of thinking about it in the uh, in, in in the real world and some of the secret government programs, it does kind of make sense. So, what are your thoughts? Do you think that um, that we could ever capture a ghost into a uh, rectangular um, box? The Ghostbusters thought we could. Um, could we ever produce proof of the afterlife? Well, there was a movie called Flatliners that was great. And they tried to do the same thing as in this movie. There was a study completed by uh, many ho- doctors and hospitals across the United States called the AWAKE study. If you want to go look that up, that's all about near-death experiences and whether or not people were able to uh, prove the existence of, of the afterlife with that, with that uh, study. One of the most fascinating studies ever created by humankind. Um, so there's that. Do you think that we are part of some sort of regenerative, rebirthing, and uh, feeding into a larger uh, entity type of scenario? Definitely possible. Definitely possible. So, anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I hope you guys go watch the movie. It's on, it's on YouTube. I watched it twice today. It's great. Um, it's called Laboratory Conditions. Again, starring Marissa Tomei, Minnie Driver, and uh, Paulo Costanzo. So great, great, great short film. Take you 17 minutes to watch. Not even you can skip the first minute because it's all just showing you who's starring. So, yeah, go watch it. Be a a great 15 minutes of your life. Um, Please follow, like, subscribe. That will really help us grow. Uh, Take care of yourselves physically, spiritually, emotionally. Follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And, as always, continue to question the universe around you. Till next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe out. Go like, follow, share, subscribe. Peace.